comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. And we're back. Just like the five musketeers. Three musketeers, isn't it? Well, nobody knows how many there were, really, do they? You know that the three musketeers is a fiction, right? Written by Alexander Dumas. A lot of people are saying that about the Bible these days. What, that it was written by Alexander Dumas? Oh, don't be daft, Steve. It was written by Jesus. Episode 333. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode. You seek half hour wasted. That was the most eat oatmeal I ever ate in one sitting. The most eat oatmeal? Eat oatmeal, yes. How much was it? <laughs> this much. See how far I'm holding That's, my hands? That much. What do you put in your like oatmeal? Do you bathtub put full. Butter, sugar, milk? What do you put in your uh, oatmeal? I eat, I eat just plain oatmeal, no flavoring. It is terrible. Small engine blocks. You don't even... Like, like 351 Cleveland. Put a little pat of butter in there. I don't put no. butter in it. I don't put sugar in it. I don't even put salt in it. I know some people put milk? a little touch of salt. Sometimes. But are, mostly it's just hot water. Are you matter eater lad? So when I eat it, oatmeal, it feels like it sometimes. Do you make it from okay. like the can of Quaker Oats? Yes. Or do you buy the little envelopes that have like apple cinnamon flavor or maple sugar? The can of Quaker Oats. You mean the ones you have to like cook healthier. for like? You have to cook those for like two and a half minutes. Though it's good for you hot. Blech. Yeah, is that why you drink it? Yeah, I think it? so. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you: Do you drink your oatmeal <laughs> or do you eat your oatmeal? Well, I eat it. Yeah. Do you put milk on your oatmeal? Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I put milk. That's odd. A little pat of butter, a little touch of sugar. Now you're talking uh, white, awful white processed refined sugar, or lovely, delicious nectar-like brown sugar. Either light or dark. Well, I don't do either. So why do you use honey? Um, it's it's funny. I feel like I need to punish myself. <laughs> use I know this sounds mm-hmm. weird, but it's just like uh, I don't deserve flavored oatmeal. Okay, I you need do to this eat. show. <laughs> I need to eat. You do this show once drink. a week. Isn't that punishment enough? Oh, you think? Yeah, but I just I'm a glutton for it. Try schnozberries. <laughs> Those are no really way. Good. It might burst your mouth out. Just be like spring surprise. Have they ever made a Schnozberry Wonka candy? Because you know there's that line of Wonka. Schnozberry. That's from Willy Wonka. The Schnozberries taste like Schnozberries. Frank's totally right. Hmm. Everybody knows that Schnozberries taste like Schnozberries. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. What do you think a Schnozberry does taste like? Schnoz, you would think nose, because yeah, based on that. Could. Berry is so. So like, you get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. I have that one too somewhere. My kids just a couple days ago were uh, asking me why um, the Brits say uh, good morning. 
I said good day. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like they say good morning. They say, it's like aloha. Why they say good morning when? Good morning. When they when you meet someone. Instead when of you, hello. When you leave from someone. When you, you know, it's time for me to go, good morning. Oh, you know what? I've no, noticed good that, that Monty you know, Python does that, morning. too. Yeah. Yes. There, uh, and good during, day is pretty interchangeable, good morning. too. During the um, um, mm-hmm. uh, meaning of life, it opens up with the Python guys dressed up as fish. Yes. And they, they float by each other and they just say, Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's so polite. Good morning. This is why the British are better than us <laughs> because uh, they're more refined. Until the pr- evil young prince takes over. Well, is that a doorway for you? Yes, it is. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, I'm over the excitement of the wedding, the, the, the royal birth. Yeah, Bill had whatever. asked if we were going to talk about the mm-hmm. prince during this episode, yeah. and I said, probably not. I was kind of wondering if we were all still excited about it. Yeah, we're not talking about prince? Canvas half our wasted proper. Wait, what prince were we talking about? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, it's still <laughs> Prince It, isn't it? Mm. We, we haven't received a name for it. As, as of, of right yet. now, in this time frame that we're at. In the 616 universe. Yeah, in the 616, right. we don't know. But when this, there you go. That's the prince. That's the prince that's, you're thinking of, yeah. right? That's a good prince. Yeah. Hey, I heard this mashup of uh, Daft Punk's, um, what's the new song off there? Um, Get Lucky. Get Lucky. Get Lucky. <clears throat> a mashup with. With that song and a Michael Jackson song that Girl Talk did, I heard a little bit of it. It's great. I'm sure if you search it on the internet, you can find wow. it. Wow. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I Girl Talk, like... Michael Jackson, Daft Punk. Because I do like. I've not heard that Girl Talk. What is that? Uh, he's a DJ. Yeah, DJ Girl Talk. He likes to do the mashups. Mm-hmm. He has that uh, great CD I love that's called Feed the Animals, and it's one... Oh, loopable listen. CD. Okay, is this it? Zequel. Ah, <laughs> Geico commercial. <laughs> this one. You're welcome Z-Quil. for your for your free advertisement, <laughs> Bristol Myers Squibb Company, or whoever you are. I, I finally came across a YouTube video that was about ten minutes long. Halfway through it, mm-hmm. they broke for a commercial. First time I've seen it. This was Crazy. what was this again? On YouTube. I was I was watching this instructional video that was about okay. minutes long. Halfway through it, they stopped working. Oh, it's Whoa. Say Say Say, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. And get lucky. This isn't the one I heard, but really? this is still really cool. Yeah, it is. Auto tuner is great. That's cool. I love the way you can make a singer sing the notes you want him or her to sing. Or is it black or white? No, it, it was just a Michael Jackson solo song, Girl Talk. I came, I came across it by accident maybe a couple days ago. It certainly has uh, potential. God, it's a great well, song. I mean, oh, you know what? It's, this isn't Girl Talk, but it's um, it's Daft Punk and Black or White from Michael Jackson. Okay. I mean, it's got, it's got that, that nice hook, that nice beat that you can just play around with. Yeah, I'm it not buying it. It doesn't always work. No, no, not buying it. Oh, it's too bad. That's such a great song. Daft Punk. Dang it. Punk. Why does that why does Girl that song Park. have to be Girl. the big hit off the album? Because Talk. that's that is just so by far and away. That one song live. is the reason by that album. And it's yeah. the single. It's live. 
Who's that? Yeah, this is Remember the Time. Oh my gosh. This is sweet. Yeah. And this, if Michael Jackson had really come up with this song, he would have, the world would have exploded because they oh, couldn't yeah. handle the awesomeness that Michael Jackson is back and as strong as ever. That's freaking that awesome. That is awesome. And wow. it's only a portion of that yeah. song. It looks like someone was recording it during a concert that or something awesome. like that. That is awesome. Yeah. That was live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Holy cow. You can't tell by the sound quality, but oh my um, heaven. Girl, uh, the DJ Girl Talk, he, he holds a special place mm-hmm. in my heart. He's just, he's very clever. Which ventricle? <laughs> the left. Or the left. Uh, is it an oracle or a ventricle? I don't Which know. Hmm? I don't know anything about the heart. <laughs> yes, you do, Frank. <laughs> Yes, you do. What will I love? Take it back. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> that was a really good Dr. Girlfriend. It there. wasn't supposed to be Dr. Girlfriend, Whoa, but you're, hey. you're exactly right. I like Dr. Girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that... tired of, of um, the Venture Brothers. I've watched every mm-hmm. available episode. Okay. I've worked my way from season one to uh, the current season five. Okay. I think, I think I'm done with it. Uh. On that same note, I bad. just made I, my I just, way through um, all the episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. I binge-watched it over a course of a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny show, but when you binge-watch it like that, man, those people, Maybe they that's, just need to <laughs> shut up. Maybe that's why I'm... <laughs> well, it's not ex- It's not the same. I've never binge-watched Sunny, but... Um, mm. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just because their thing is, is that they are constantly arguing. That's the joke. They are yeah, constantly yeah. arguing. You watch that, you know, after about two, two, three episodes max, I'm like, all right, take a little break. It's funny, but. Dude, that, that show is so Thundergun. <laughs> Brian Frederick, <laughs> Brian Frederick uh, liked our uh, Sharknado <laughs> review. Yes. He liked that a lot. He said it was funny. Uh, actually, the it word was? he used was hilarious. When? The whole two thing? Two weeks ago. He uh, says, OMG, excellent. your Sharknado review was hilarious. I, Four exclamation points. I Four. Want, I want more, you know, I want more uh, detail on how awesome that was. You know what and episode, why and when. You know what episode this is? No. This is 333. Three, three, Whoa. Three, midget of the Beast. Oh, boy, okay. <laughs> we better turn this on. Then. There we go. Yes. Yes, please. Let's all my, okay. Hey, Brad. It's episode 333, The Midget of the Beast. Rawr. I'm going to get you. Well, maybe not. Maybe we won't do that. I'd also like to, uh, I'd like to thank uh, um, J2, at J2, J-A-E-T-U, out there on the Twitters. His name is James. Okay. And uh, he... Uh, he gave me props on my uh, my choice that uh, sweet Camp Low song to end. Uh, oh, awesome! Episode three thirty one. Very cool. Oh, very good. So is that is that a listener that we're not aware of? Uh, his name is James Connor, and I do not know this I don't, gentleman. I don't personally. recall hearing that name. It makes either. me wish I did. That is Sarah Connor's brother. James, I yes. know it. I mean, dad. I mean, uh, second cousin. I mean, uh, hey, James, send us an email at um, 
halfhourwasted at gmail.com and let us know. Let us know who has the best musical taste. James is from North Carolina, <laughs> that sweet son of a guy. He gun. has, okay, this would be good. Who has the best musical taste of the three of us? That's subjective. Listeners? Yeah. That's subjective, Frank. <laughs> let's see what, let's stir some stuff up, guys. That's subjective. I'd like to know where James heard of us and how he started listening to us. I would love to know, too, because um, uh, I really, there's there's not, uh, okay, um, he uh, he follows Sean Pryor and Aaron Neuwirth and Jordan and the Long Box and Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor. Then I bet you anything. Action Lab and some cats like that. So I'm going to guess that's how he got uh, He, he got started name, listening but. to LOD first, I bet you. Or he may have listened to the Black Box first. True. Who knows? Because I mean, before us. Because Action Lab is uh, what I one mean of his, is uh, before us, man. And by the way, James, and if I'm giving away state secrets here, my apologies. Uh, um, I'd say uh, call me and we'll edit it out, but it'll probably be too late by then. So um, please forgive me. He also follows remember, Rob Cordry. You guys and remember that gets Bane? My amazing instant respect from the Did Dark Knight. No oh rises. yeah, remember he, Bane? Yeah, he was one of the big heavies, one of the bad guys. Yeah, listen. You fight like a younger man. There's nothing held back. Admirable, but mistaken. Was that from the... Oh, Hang on. You think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. That's during the fight. <clears throat> the first time okay. that Bane and, and Batman meet. That's the cage match? Yes. Yeah, in the pit? Yeah. Yeah. Something I, about that, we've you know we, there's been lots about his made about his voice. Yes, it's always been kind of familiar to me in the back of my head, and I finally figured out where he got that. You guys are familiar with the little movie called uh, The Empire the Strikes of Back. Extraordinary oh. Gentleman. Yes, The Empire Strikes Back. Or yeah, that. that was back from that the, was that was my second uh, choice. Eighties, nineteen eighty-ish. Yeah, early nineteen eighties. The yeah, all right. I remember that. Well. Back when um, radio yeah. used to be a valid medium. Uh-huh. Hey, you want to know something? <clears throat> yeah. Jordan, wouldn't, Jordan won't be born for 10 more years after this comes out. Wow. Gilbert. Makes me feel old. Back when radio was a valid medium and Star Wars was, was still fresh and new. Oh, I think I know where you're going. They did, at least for the first two films, I'm not knowledgeable of a third radio drama, but they did yes. radio dramas yes. for Star Wars. Amazing British and, broadcasting company, I think. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but they did one for Empire Strikes Back. They could not get Frank Oz <laughs> to do the voice for really? Yoda. I didn't so realize they, this. Okay. So they got a different person. Okay. I didn't know they got Tom Hardy. That's amazing. He doesn't seem that old. Well, when you listen to to Yoda okay. from uh oh, let me let me play part minute. of let me play part of this again. So it's not uh you be. Hang on. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. Okay, now here's Yoda from said radio drama. Young Skywalker, always with you. It cannot be done. If you wish to lift it out... Do so. Master, raising stones into the air is one thing. Raising my fighter out of the swamp, that's that's totally different. No, no different. Only different. In your mind, unlearn. You must unlearn what you have learned before. 
Is if, that not Bane? If if Mr. <laughs> if, if Mr. Miyagi were from Jamaica and really yeah. desperately trying to hide his accent. That's, it's like a cross that between 7-Up guy and Bane. Is this, is, this is where Tom Hardy got his voice for Bane. Here, back to Bane. This is your ally. Yeah. He adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. Okay, now here's Yoda. Mind. Unlearn. You must unlearn what you have learned before. I mean, how crazy is that? That's a good that find. Now, nutty. how did you stumble across this? Well, I recently, I go through cycles, and when I'm in the car, I'll listen to music, okay. and then I'll listen to spoken word stuff, yes. like I'll let, uh, comedians. Okay. I tried a, a recent Star Wars a book on tape, a book on CD or whatever. It, it didn't work for me, but what's up, Sage? So you, so you were listening to the audiobook. I went back. One of the things I recently started listening to was All right, the radio. Hold the phone. I'm sorry. Hold the phone. We got news. Okay, Sage, would you like to tell us? I got a loose tooth today. Wow. Like, wow. he was moving it. Sorry. Move it for me. I know this is radio, but move the tooth. He was moving it and a grooving it. Move it with your fingers. Show us. Show us. Oh. Wow. Hey, you know, you know what? You know, a tooth fairy, right? Mm-hmm. You know how much tooth fairies pay nowadays per tooth? Um, $1. Um, it's like 2 or $3. Actually, no, I won't do it. The first time I got it, it was $1. I think he's gone up to like $5 per tooth. <laughs> I have $30. Oh, no, so you don't. So if I you, do. If do you got to, $1, pr- prove it. Okay. I've heard in, in extra special cases, really good boys get $10 per tooth. Now, in your case, you're Bill's probably going to owe the tooth fairy money because you are... Bill's not biting. He's not biting I at know. all. Frank's, Frank's holding me back right now. <laughs> He's not acknowledging. Actually, Bill, I was going to go $10, but then I thought, no, wait. Because <clears throat> you... Cause you hey, why you, stop there? Why don't you just hey, tell him... I'll be a, that guy. Why don't you tell him it's a C note? <laughs> why don't you just say, hey, hey, you know what? Next time you lose a tooth... I'm going to buy you that $400 ad at Walker. <laughs> um, I want to play a game. Okay. Okay. It's called Bane or Yoda. Perfect. Ooh. <laughs> What's that? What do you say? Dad, where's my wallet? Yeah. I had, I'm to buy play... him, I had to buy him a wallet a few months ago. It was a, it was a very manly time in our lives. <laughs> Snoopy or Spider-Man? I'm going to play a, a Nike leather wallet. Right. I'm going to play a couple of sound clips yeah. back got, to back. We got it from Ross, by the way. One from Bane, one from Yoda. Not necessarily in that order. You have to, dis- you have to tell me. Okay. Okay, so are you going to play one and then we guess, or are you going to play I'm gonna two? I'm going to play both. Then? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to tell me which one was Bane, which one was Yoda. I like this. Great. I like Good this game. A lot. Okay. okay. Some of them are gimmies. Okay. And some of them aren't. So, <clears throat> and I've, I've actually didn't make a mental note of which are the gimmies. And which weren't, so I'm just going to hit them. Okay, so here we go. Bane or Yoda, two clips. You have to decide which is which. Is which. Remember the balance within and the balance without? Yes. Feet in the sky. Peace has cost to your strength. Victory has defeated you. <laughs> Bane or Yoda? Which one was Bane? Which one was Yoda? Okay, I'm going to go Yoda first, Bane second. <laughs> okay. You think? Yes, it was Yoda and then Bane. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're right. Yes. You're right. Hang on. Where's my ding? Boom. 
There you go. Okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Bane or Yoda? Very funny. Here we go. Bane or Yoda? Gotham is yours. None shall interfere. Do as you please. Burdens you must learn to bear. The first will be your teacher. Bane or Yoda? Which okay, one? That was Bane and then Yoda. That Bane and time. then Yoda? Okay. Bane and then Yoda. Yeah. That's pretty good. Here's the next one. All right. Rely not on your muscles alone. To what you are doing, must you attune yourself? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. That's probably the hardest one. Okay. That's probably the hardest one. <clears throat> I have to say that if the background music wasn't there, that would be pretty darn hard. Seriously. Yoda Bane. That's Yoda then Bane, yes. Let's try it again, though. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. If you're not familiar with either of these franchises... Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a toss-up. Rely not on your muscles alone. To what you are doing, must you attune yourself. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. You know, Bane could have been Dang. could have been teaching somebody, mm -hmm. or it could have been chastising Bruce, you know? Yeah. In the first clip, and then right there, Yoda was like, hey, as long as, you know... As long as our plan works, <laughs> it could be any, it could have been either one. Could have been either one. And then one more here. This is a this is a tough one also. Bane or Yoda. Luminous beings are we. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? That may be the hardest one. <laughs> that may be the hardest one. Bill, I'll, you I'll give it awesome. to you again. I'll give it to you again. Okay, one more time. One more time. Bane or Yoda. Luminous beings are we. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? I know it's tough. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Yoda gonna, Bane. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yoda and Bane. Well, you, you guys were four out of four, so that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> it's all right. Thank yeah, you. But yeah, Brad, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty challenging. Yeah. That is an right. awesome find. It's, uh, it's two brass rings right over here. Oh, I was God. listening right to that in the truck the other day, and I was going, <laughs> holy crap, that's Bane. <laughs> that is Bane. <laughs> I'll tell you Unfortunately, the script unlearned. the script kept giving it away. But you have learned before. That's totally Bane. That's totally Bane. Isn't that funny? I was very uh, happy. Did oh, wait you... a minute. I got two more. I didn't realize I had Yay! two more. Here we go. Bane or Yoda? Adventure. Excitement. A Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. <laughs> That's a tough one too. That's, that's Yoda then Bane, and and it's amazing that in that clip, uh, Yoda seemed like a Jewish <laughs> Pat Morita from Jamaica, desperately <laughs> trying to hide his accent. Excitement! Jedi craves not these things. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. Here's here's one more, one more, and then and then I'm done with this bit. Mind what you have learned, youngster. Save you we can. You don't fear that. You welcome it. That's a that was a wow. an easy one. Yeah. Mind what you have learned, youngster. Save you we can. You don't fear that. You welcome it. Yep. Brad, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest this awesome. fine quotes where there's no music. Yeah. And then put Star Wars music under Bane. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And, and Batman music under Yoda, 
and I bet you people, then you'll have a game. That's that's really good. Then good. you'll be like, what? That's really good. Ugh. That's cool. You gotta admit though that the similarities are uncanny. That's um, 100%. that's really cool. I I got um, prompted to uh, take a look at this. Um, Is it recording? Yeah. Please I, tell me I, it's recording. Yeah. No, I saw a light blink, and I don't know why. And I thought maybe it was peaking the recorder. Yes. Can you see moving levels? Oh, yeah, I see moving <clears throat> levels, and I good. see the. Um, it is recording. Oh, good. I don't want to have to fake that again. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we would have to fake a lot of enthusiasm to get through this again. Um, so that uh, that reminds me an awful lot of uh, someone told me a few months ago. You know where Heath Ledger got the Joker voice from, right? Mm-mm. You guys I, have heard this, right? Yeah, I, I saw haven't. the video. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the video comes almost... I mean, it's really uncanny. Uh, Tom Waits, the singer, mm-hmm. uh, and known oddball. Um, hey, he was... Uh, an actor. He was, he was the mystery uh, man. That's what I'm saying. He was uh, he was the guy in Mystery Men who made all the non-lethal weapons, uh, among other things. But... Um, he does an interview on an Australian, just a, a very generic Australian um, uh, TV station in 1979, and um, it, it it's really kind of uncanny because it's not just the way he uses voice; it's the way he slouches and sits. And he, Tom Waits, if he's not on a small combination of things, very Hunter S. Thompson like, then he is truly one of the world's great weirdos because <laughs> it's like he doesn't maintain a lot of eye contact and he's slumped over in his chair almost like he's about to pass out and and he just kind of has weird gyrations and ticks and all that good stuff i could uh i could play some but i don't have a cable so that's uh, too bad too bad for me because <laughs> so i mean there's 16 cable. there's 16 minutes this tom waits interview and i uh, didn't want to play you guys more than 13 or 14 minutes tops i'll give you a, give us i'm give us. i'm that kind of guy <laughs> frank what do you do oh, don't really 30 seconds okay let's make it good if not wait i'll tell you what in the meantime here you can use this uh he's uh place, tom waits right? is smoking Just get it in there by the way a cigarette how uh Hang on. Are you all right? Yeah, it's just all fine. Right. Thank I just you. want to check until you're settled in. That's all. I don't make that comfortable here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> How long? <laughs> nice shot. <laughs> yeah. He missed the ashtray with the cigarette. Okay. Story, Mike. We all miss once in a while. How is? Uh, how long have you been here in Australia now? I got here last night. Uh, I was on the plane uh, from Paris for about. Uh, 22 hours. Okay. That's pretty crazy. And compare that to this. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. That's, so, that's anyway, good. That's, that do you think he really did? Did you like me kind of self-editing there? Yes. Appreciate it. <laughs> Very that. good. I could let that have drawn on for a half hour. Did he, um, did, is there, like. Is this established yeah, is it, or is, or it is a known just, fact that he did that? Or did somebody just see this yes, and go? I'm trying to find uh, an interview where he discusses it. But yes, my understanding is that he, <clears throat> ag- he absolutely did 
find this interview with Tom Waits, and he did use this to model a lot of his uh, behavior. Wow. That's yes. crazy. That's um, um, because that version of the Joker is just that's commitment to it. Yeah, to your craft right there. <clears throat> I mean, that's research. That's just not much like, like oh, I'm going to be a crazy guy. Much like Bane, you know, finding his muse in Yoda. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he must have been driving in his truck, yeah. listening to the audiobook of that movie. What was it called again? The Empire Empire Strike. Slices Sli- Bread slices or something. Bread, yeah. yeah. Ooh, and that's, so that's he good decided tie in there that. Too. Uh, hey, I think I'll do that for this little Batman movie. Yeah. It also it also says here that um, Heath Ledger uh, is quoted as saying uh, he prepared for the role by quote reading all the comic books I could that were relevant to the script and then just closing my eyes and meditating on it. I sat around a hotel room in London for about a month, locked myself away, formed a little diary, and experimented with voices. Um, the diary... Uh, this is interesting. I didn't know this. Um, the diary provides a disturbing glimpse into the psyche of the Joker, uh, holding clippings from Batman comics, uh, pictures from A Clockwork Orange, playing cards, picture of clowns, etc., etc., etc. And Heath Ledger created this diary uh, during his preparation um, to be uh, this character. Um... Yeah, um, that's creepy. Very um, creepy. It, it clearly put him in uh, in the mood, and and you can um, see it, it's it's diary. It's 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 musings and writings by him. He's literally clipping things out, almost like a scrapbook. He, he's he's scrapbooking mm-hmm. his way to the the Joker's mindset. Wow! And for anybody that um, that's this always carried a lot of weight for me because. I'm one of the, the few people on this planet who really uh, who's really struck by uh, Manhunter, the Michael Mann movie with uh, William Peterson in it, the you know the original Hannibal Lecter movie, and uh, the whole crux of it is that the lead character is a guy who's basically emotionally damaged because um, he did his job um, to the best of his abilities, and and people still died um, on a previous gig, and so he's basically retired. He's pulled back in, but to figure out what Hannibal Lecter is going to do next, he has to put himself into the mind state where he can understand Hannibal Lecter and why he does what he does, and that puts him into a very, very dark place that he has a hard time getting himself back out of, like, period. And uh, so that's one of the main themes of the movie is that he's worried that, that getting in touch with Lechner is going to basically turn him dark and he can't get out of that. And he's got like a wife and a kid and stuff. So it has a little bit of emotional resonance to it, even though it is an eighties movie for sure. There was that, uh, uh graphic novel, uh, star Wars dark side two or something like that, where Luke actually goes over to the dark side. So he, he can get a better understanding. Um, dark empire, dark empire. Yeah. yeah. Is this in Canon? I guess uh, pretty yeah. much everything is. Well, it's part of the expanded universe. It happens, um, after mm-hmm. uh, the Timothy Zahn trilogy, even though oh. it was published and created before the Timothy Zahn trilogy, okay, um, it was the Timothy Zahn trilogy was un, was under in production in writing okay. as um, while that story was also being created and and then eventually published because right. it mentions in the you know the scroll the the scroll at you know it's mm-hmm. a dark time and the rebellion yeah, and all okay. that stuff. Well, they had one on the page that was like. Nice. You know, simulated, and it mentions Thrawn in that scroll. Oh, on how the cool. First page of the comic. But, um, yeah, he, uh, in order to defeat the resurrected emperor who had um, 
put his consciousness in one of his several clone bodies that he had made for himself. Uh, he went over to the dark side and became the Emperor's apprentice okay. to learn uh, how to defeat the Emperor. So he had a bunch of slugs then, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like Hank and Dean. Right. <laughs> yes. Hey, so I recently saw The Conjuring. Yeah, what's that about? Is it a... Um, Have you whoa. guys heard of this movie? I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about you it. You know it's, the woman in that? Isn't it supposed to be mm-hmm. based on a true story? Based on a true story. The okay. woman in that looks like our dear friend Shelby. Really? Oh, yes. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Really? Well, let me kind of... I brought the, the Wikipedia page, and let me kind of give you the, the, the crux of the movie plot-wise. Based on a true story, Bill, Well, like, mm-hmm. like you said, um, there's this couple, and uh, they're a real couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're known as demonologists, and, uh, and she's a uh, clairvoyant. Okay. And so they are essentially ghost hunters. Uh, this couple, really? this family actually buys a house in, I believe it's uh, um, Rhode Island, and <clears throat> there is a possession within the house. And so the, the family want to escape it, but they can't. So they have to bring in this couple, who's a real couple, and and uh, figure out what's going on and exercise the demon. That's okay. essentially what the movie is. It it. Um, <clears throat> it it harkens back to the seventies, the way it looks and the way it's shot and the the storytelling part of it. Okay, um, but what I mean very Amityville. Yes, I'm guessing Go very yeah. Exorcist too. Oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. But um, a lot of people after after I saw the movie, a lot of people were kind of reading up on it and stuff. And apparently, the story is the movie is very faithful to the event that actually happened. Okay, which the event in the movie, there are people being dragged by their hair, but you can't see who that is. Pictures taken of people sleepwalking and ghosts standing right behind them. Um, and uh, an exorcism where a woman is tied to a chair but floats up and starts to spin around. <laughs> now, according to everyone, this is <laughs> what happened. Right. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring it up was I was thoroughly bored with this movie. Oh, no. But I, I went with this um, horror movie club that I just kind of t- uh, got dragged along with. So okay. People invited me, so I decided to go. They absolutely loved this movie. And they were so fascinated by the lore of this story because it's supposed to be true. Yeah. And there were just some things that were so fantastic in that movie that I just like, there's, why, why is anyone, intri- why are you so intrigued by this movie? Because to me, from a plot story sense, okay. I knew the beats. I knew what was going to happen next. I got scared a couple times, but those were those kind of cheap, kind of jump yeah. out of the shadow ones. Yeah. All right, you know, that's going to catch anyone off guard. But people just thought it was so intriguing and so dark, I could not figure out where they were coming from. <laughs> this movie was so cut and dry and two-dimensional, from the characters to the story development to the <laughs> monsters and stuff like that. I don't get it. I wasn't expecting you to give it the it was color by numbers uh, thing. That's, that's and, and all these people love movies. I just couldn't get where they were coming from. And I guess I wanted to bring it up to just kind of see where you guys kind of stood on the whole, like, do you believe in ghosts? I'm not, I know this is opening a door, but... I just, I, I'm not a, 
I'm not a horror movie guy. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we watched Phantasm and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff. But, you know, then we watched pretty much every movie that was made back then. Um, you know, honestly, you didn't have as much of a choice back in those days. Like, if you wanted to go see a movie, it's like, well, you've seen the other ones. So I guess we'll go see this one. And uh, I, one thing, too, is that uh, horror movies used to have more a spirit of fun um, to them. Uh, I mean, even... I mean, it's it's sick, twisted, and macabre fun, obviously. But you know, even like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, even that stuff. Uh, Halloween, not so much. Uh, and there's but, and there's different genres had, of of horror. There's like the psychological. There's the religious. There's the slasher. Right. There's the um, torture. You know, there, there's all and there's well, all these. You different didn't have types that, of that ridiculous torture stuff until this last movie generation pretty much i I don't i don't remember any any you know there was no hostile or anything like that i mean maybe maybe well but by the way what started so we're talking less than 10 years ago the person who made this movie uh was the executive producer james wan yeah yeah. uh uh, created the 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 saw franchise i i when i was a kid i didn't watch scary movies at all because they scared me Mm -hmm. um sometime in the last 15 years or so I started watching them, and the slasher-type horror movie, and to some extent, the torture. The I love the Saw franchise. I'll just say it. I just love mm-hmm. it, and I've talked about it, so I won't belabor that point. <clears throat> um, I haven't seen this, but uh, he also uh, directed the uh, the movie Insidious, which I've heard a lot of people kind of give some cult cred to. I like the slasher stuff, but the psychological and to some extent the religious mm-hmm. horror movies, I don't like. They scare me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I went on a date once and the girl says, let's go watch <laughs> this scary movie. And I knew it wasn't a slasher. I knew it was a psychological. Right. But when a girl says, hey, let's go to a movie, you don't say no. Yeah. So I went and I hated it and I was scared and I probably <laughs> wet myself. I don't like them. Yeah. But the the they scare me whereas the the slasher you know movies yeah, just, they don't scare me. Well, it, it's popcorn. I mean, except for the 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 cheap jump out of the shadows yeah. or mm-hmm. I mean, having said that, Halloween I can't watch unless it's muted. <laughs> because the music John Carpenter yeah. created is so yeah. it's so effective. That, that that literally scared me. Well, so and that's Donald, the only slasher yeah. movie I can't watch yeah. unless it without saying I mean I have to mute it in order for me to watch it. Well and Donald Pleasance is in it, so of course yeah. it's just gonna be <laughs> creepy as all get out. I uh horror movies have, like you, Brad, I d I don't like watching them because they scare me. They're 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 usually which, very effective. Which genre that. though? Pretty much all of them. Even the slasher Interesting. ones? Even the slasher movies. Now, okay, I will occasionally kind of jump into one because it seems you interesting. You saw Cabin in the Woods, though, right? I did see Cabin in the Woods, but it was mostly because of the buzz that yeah. had been generated around yeah. it. Uh, the Scream franchise, I liked a lot. At least mm-hmm. the first two that I saw, just because it felt clever. Uh, Exorcist is I've never seen The Exorcist. With the, really? I've never seen, nor will I ever watch The Exorcist. My, um, me to... Wowzers! It's just it's crazy scary. How old were so, we when that movie came out? Oh gosh, we were four or five. How old were we, we were, when it came on? We TV? were five-ish. Okay, 
10 um, because I saw it on CBS with my sister. I watched that. <laughs> that means I was my, nine then. Uh, wait a minute. And the I little bit I saw frightened me. My parents we, were watching it, and I, was, I snuck in. You know, they made me go in the other room. You know, go to your room. You can't watch yeah. this movie. And I snuck down the hall, and I looked. I saw maybe 30 seconds, and I was like, I am out of here. 1973 uh, was when, when it, it was released, The Exorcist. Wow, I was four years old. I don't so. remember. Um, I don't remember exactly what the year was when we watched it. Um, it was probably, probably at least, probably sixth grade, give or take, at that point. But uh, it was on the CBS movie, CBS Evening Movie, back when they used to do that kind of thing. And um, we watched it. Obviously, it was edited heavily for television. There are lots of things that uh, didn't make it uh, to the TV cut. It, it had one. It had one. <laughs> Creepy. Yep. It says, was, it says 1980 is when it aired on CBS. See, that would make sense because we would be 12 and I, I would 11. be the sixth I was 11 grade, when yeah. that happened. And yeah, it, it frightened me. So we probably watched the same airing. We were watching Might it be. up in Norman, Oklahoma. You were watching it in Keller or wherever you were living at the time. And um, uh, actually, my, we were at somebody else's home. Okay. And I had, they, they wouldn't let, we wouldn't, none of the parents would let the kids watch it. So they made the kids go in the kids' room and. Well, we, yeah. myself and my buddy Kenny, we watched it, and um, uh, my uh, my mom was around to, uh, to to witness this, but we, I guess, didn't have the right mindset for it, because the scene where Raven projectile pukes mm-hmm. you can on say the vomit. guy with the robes you can say on, vomit. Kenny and I laughed so hard, <laughs> we... We're literally crying, and I think at least one of us rolled off the sofa. Wow. It was one of the funniest things <laughs> I had ever seen. Now, again, uh, I grew uh, up on now, Monty Python, so, you know, that Monty Python hijinks to me were funny, and this was a Monty Python hijink, you know, again, heavily edited. I, I'm sure that if I'd seen the uh, the, the director's cut, uh, I'm sure that would have been a whole different matter for this mm-hmm. young lad. But we used to, Kenny and I, we also... Uh, the CBS late night movie. We used to watch uh, uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker, and they, they'd run Phantasm on it uh, from time to time. And I, I, we would sit there in uh, his living room, and it was one of those where you, you had um, openings to the living room in uh, two directions, but uh, one direction led into a hallway, which led back into another hallway, which was where the bedrooms were. And so we'd sit there in the dark watching Phantasm with, you know, Without sitting on the sofa, we'd sit there on the floor with our backs exposed to that dark <laughs> hallway. And, so uh, it, it heightened the suspense. So scariest movie, the movie that scares you, Exorcist would be mine. And I have a very small library of movies I can base scary that I've seen. So honestly, uh, I think the the thing that that freaks me out the most when I was a kid, I saw those mysterious monsters. And I had issues with going into the back of the house by myself at night for years. Um, but I think really the only thing that really just it is one of those things where you just you get that that chill that starts in your scalp and works down to your toes, and you just like Ugh. Um, alien uh, documentaries. Yeah, where, where they where they try to tell you that now aliens really do come down and get us. And here's a story about this couple that was driving on a country highway and got abducted and stuff. And that just, you know, that just creeps me out to no end. But, How about you, Brad? Well, besides Halloween, which frightens me, 
uh, the scariest movie, the the movie that I've watched that has scared me the most was The Grudge, and that was only PG thirteen. Now remind me, was that Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Gellar? Gellar. Yeah. Okay. That was a mess with your mind psychological yeah. movie that literally scared me. And to this day, Ashley, my sweet. 18 and a half year old, she will make the noise that that girl made Ew. behind me and it, I'll get goosebumps. Um, you know, it's kind of like a deep, I'm not going to make the noise because it, it freaks me out, but <laughs> it's like a vocal cord, a trick you do with your vocal cords and it's like that. It's just. The, the last movie, this, this one just occurred to me, but it was the last, I guess, contemporary movie that I saw, the okay. horror movie that scared me, was The Ring. If you can, uh, uh, if you I've remember. I've seen The Ring, ring yeah, but that The was Grudge the, scared me more. The, uh, the, the whole thing with the VHS, but uh, throughout the whole oh, movie, yeah. I was like, interesting, 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 but towards the end of the movie, the monster or the girl comes out of the television. Yeah. Freaked me yeah. the hell out. Well, I think, I really do think I stood up and just went, wow! Was that, know? was that the movie where they had like the, there's like the well with the the lid yes. on it and crawls out of the well yeah. like yes. backwards or whatever. Yes. Yeah, that is creepy. That's a creepy movie. I I really think one of the one of the the moments. And again, I'm sorry, I'm not playing your game right, but um, one of the moments that did just creep me out that I don't know if I'll ever get over was in Twin Peaks when you see the first appearance of Bob. As he, I don't I don't remember Bob, that. I never watched that show. Bob Klein. By the way, uh, Twin Peaks. I. Think is getting ready to hit Netflix if it hasn't. Hmm. By the time this episode airs, I think that Twin Peaks will be available to stream on really? Netflix. Check it out. The first six episodes were the original. It was supposed to be a miniseries. Who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, and it was such a phenomenon that they basically—I don't know if they money whipped or forced at gunpoint, whatever David Lynch—to turn it into a, a proper series. Um, so the first six episodes are Twin Peaks. You know, if, if that's all you need, um, watch those six episodes, and you can skip the rest of it, including the movie Fire Walk with Me, which is a prequel. Um, I, uh, but the second the the second series or season or whatever was like a good twenty four episodes, and uh, uh, it's still really good. But it's clear that um, uh, it's almost like the Wachowski brothers after the Matrix. It's like we didn't plan on doing another movie, and I don't have any clue what i should do or direction it should take and you know it's like it's like a band that releases a great debut album and all of a sudden well those are the songs that i've had in my head for all my life and i just use them here they are on this album and now you want me to make another album and i've got like nine months to do it <laughs> and i've used all my song ideas so now what do i do when you said phenomenon <laughs> it reminded me of that. Sorry. You know, you're bringing That's old, not nearly as creepy. old television series up. Yeah. Uh, I recently on Netflix decided to watch the uh, ABC miniseries The Stand, which came out oh. uh, I I don't know when it was mid 80s yeah. or 90s Peter or whatever. I, I watched that. Yeah. Peter, Peter Weller, the um, guy from Wings. Was yes. Peter Weller? T- no, Peter it, Weller was Robocop. You're, talking about, you're not talking about Tim Daly. No, the, the other voice guy. Of Superman. The um, other guy. St- yeah, Stephen, uh, uh, Stephen Fartface. And yeah, Molly Ringwald, <laughs> yeah, she was the other big name. Uh, it it's funny because it, the story itself was good. the The production value for the time wasn't great, right? It's still kind of creepy. It's still scary. I think to me, I still have the first the first uh, installment of mm-hmm. that miniseries mm-hmm. is still etched in my brain because, like with almost any scary movie, 
the best part is the setup. And that whole the whole sequence of the the virus escaping from the right. lab and the family trying to get out of town and all that stuff I, and, and is just. Ugh. I, I would encourage you not to revisit it because I bet you it's better in your mind. Ah, okay. I have never seen it before, so that's why I decided to see yeah. it. So I had nothing to measure. Gary it by. Sinise is in that. Yes. Yes. Not the guy from Wings. I'm okay. thinking of something else. The no, guy. The guy. The, the guy from Wings. He was in the um, sci-fi uh, re-adaptation of The Shining. Thank they did a mini series of that. Thank you. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Um, so yeah, the guy from Wings. Okay. Yay! <laughs> and we're not talking Tony Shalhoub here either. But uh, but that, that that was kind of fun to to revisit that. Well, I guess I can't say revisit, but actually see it for the first time. You know, I'm I'm curious to see it. Too. That was a big thing that came mm-hmm. out. Was that Mark Hamill that played the clown? No, Ugh. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Oh, okay. perfect. Okay. Um, speaking of Stephen King miniseries, have any of you watched The Dome? No. Is I it... haven't either, but I have got them all on the DVR. I just okay. haven't sat down to watch them. What network is it on? C- CBS. No. ABC? It... No, I'm pretty sure it's CBS. Because... But it's network? Yeah, so it I is. Can, okay, so I, I saw can watch a, it on the uh, website? Uh-huh. The Dome. Let me see. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's on CBS because we just saw right, an ad CBS. in the paper. And on the paper, uh, Time Warner Cable starting to drop Channel Eleven and the CBS family from their. Really, so they that were saying, happened today, doesn't so it? So they were saying, "You better call Time Warner and tell them to keep us." And they listed a bunch of shows like NCIS and The Big Bang Theory and Under the Dome, and you know, it's like, oh, okay. Now did now um, I haven't seen it. It looks intriguing. Time Warner. This is very interesting. So you know, CBS and Time Warner are having this fight. Uh, Time Warner for the New York residents when they said you know the whole thing about losing CBS. Okay, they suggested uh, using Aereo to get oh, yeah. CBS. Yeah, and that apparently ticked off CBS. Sure, it's becoming like a uh, a little war of, of theirs between yeah. those two. I it's gonna be interesting to see where TV is five years from now. Broadcast well, TV, and and we'll see because the uh, the networks. Um, uh, there was just a, gosh dang it, I can't, I'm trying to remember how to spell Aereo. It must be with an E-O. A-E-R-E-O. Yeah, that must be it. And I'm, I'm actually, and I'm actually very excited about it. I am on their pre-registration mm-hmm. list. Uh, I will be considered for the beta testing if it happens to really? come out. I'm very excited about this service coming to Dallas. They've not announced a date just yet. Well, they're um, getting ready to announce start dates for 12 uh, new markets here. This news story is 10 hours old, so it's uh, recent. Uh, let's see if, uh, do they list Do they list uh, the cities in here? Utah was the last one to be uh, this uh, somewhere in Utah. Salt Lake City probably was the last city to be announced. Okay. Um, it says here, Aereo is available in New York, Boston, Atlanta, with plans to expand 18 more cities. Uh, Aereo does not operate in California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Alaska, Hawaii, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, where U.S. District Court blocked a similar service in December. Mm-hmm. Um, that, hey, is, for, that is really interesting. I, the well, the story look, I was I'm, trying to find was basically the, kind of the like Fox and a bunch of the networks kind of getting together and saying, saying you know, we're just going to have to move to cable. Yeah, if Aereo is allowed to take over because you'll you'll kill our, our business. So so basically, for those who don't know, this is how Aereo works mm-hmm. real fast. Um, they provide broadcast television, over-the-air television, 
using an internet connection. I just saw a pop-up. <laughs> so I'm sorry, uh, a pop-up screen just hit on this uh, story. It said, subscribe to cable. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> it was like, oh, man, I don't know about that. Um, now, it's just broadcast cable or broadcast television. Yeah. But you get solid si- signal and you get uh, DVR capabilities. And yeah. you can watch it on your, uh, if you have a Roku box, mm-hmm. if you have uh, a tele, uh, you can watch it on your computer, on your phone, whatever. Watch it on your, can um, you stream it through your Blu-ray player maybe? Right. Or do you now, have to have a Roku type box? Well, you have to have a, 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 a electronic box that will allow the Aereo software to okay. be installed. All right. But there's a big fight going on about it because the networks are saying, uh-uh, yeah. you got to pay us because you're retransmitting that. Yeah. Aereo mm-hmm. says, uh-uh, we are just, we people are leasing an antenna from us just like they can do at their house, which is true. I could put an antenna up at my house yeah. and get all these services for free. They are just providing me with a DVR of sorts. Well, the thing is, I mean, now, if you're talking about the networks, ABC, Fox, CBS, NBC, PBS, whatever, you know, stuff that you can get over the air, then I see Aereo's point. Like, and hey, that's all it is. It's over the air. So you can't get, like, uh, Nickelodeon or Fox nope. Sports Southwest nope. or any of that nope. stuff through the area. Nope. Okay, because I, I kept thinking that the whole, the whole thing was going to break um, TV into its new paradigm is the ability to, you know, a la carte, you know, your, your cable. The danger, because, the danger in this is because mm-hmm. cable companies have to pay a yeah. distribution right to the local right. networks to broadcast yeah. it. That's, that's the fight that uh, Time Warner... And CBS are having right now. Yes. They want a certain amount to rebroadcast. Time Warner doesn't want to pay that. Yeah, and and the obviously the the and old Time Warner could actually care less about the broadcast networks. They only do it because of local news and stuff like that. People want yeah. that that local content. Well, I mean, not everybody has a you know has, right. a, has, a, has you know a set of bunny ears on top of their digital TV that can you know not every digital TV has has you know an over the air tuner. Um, and and it, it, the question kind of kind of comes up. So, is watching television a right or a privilege? And every it seems like it's leaning more towards a privilege. You you are not guaranteed the well, right to to watch television or have a television. So, do the broadcast airwaves are they essentially private, or can they be private? I think we're leaning I, towards that way, and it's not becoming a public service. This anymore. probably makes me a, a, a godless pinko communist, but I think that the airwaves should belong to the people. I mean, it, it's. It should be like a public trust. You know, I mean, if someone needs to own it, you know, to make it work economically, I understand that. It's like someone has to own, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Seattle Mariners or the Dallas Cowboys or whatever. Someone owns that franchise. I mean, you know, the city of Green Bay owns the Packers. You know, so, so you can have a municipality, you know, in total. You know, you, you can have a, a, a mass of people. Uh, own something like that, it would be interesting to see if Aereo could get to the point where it has enough of a customer base where it can afford to do just about anything it wants. It's kind of like uh, um, ESPN. Um, they they get so much money from so many subscribers, they're making you know half a billion dollars a month uh, before it, they sell their first ad. The only way that Aereo is going to go out of business is if the networks decide to go s- subscription only and they do not use use the airwaves. Now, they could very well do that, okay. but that would, and if we leave the airwaves open as a public trust, yeah. that would leave uh, smaller networks to kind of come in and scoop it up at a lower price. Yeah. Chances are, what would probably happen is they wouldn't use, broad, they would use that spectrum for um, for wireless. 
communication. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So they wouldn't go towards the, uh, they, they wouldn't use, um, <laughs> they um, wouldn't use it for television. Yeah. It's just, it's just all going to be a la carte. Yeah. Right now, Fox is the only one who's actually threatening to become a cable channel to block the service. No. Yeah. But the others are, I'm sure the others are all, you know, watching with bated breath to find out what happened. So, um, much like, uh, now nah, I was going to get into, uh, Detroit talk, but let's not do that. Nah. It's a that's Robo. Just watch Robo. Just watch RoboCop because yeah. that's what's happening. And right I now. hate to tell you this, uh, Detroit, but RoboCop was filmed in Dallas. RoboCop. Uh, that's a document. You had 15 <laughs> seconds to comply. <laughs> I, I put the gun down. It's down. It's down. You have 10 you seconds to comply. <laughs> so whose whose music turn is it's it? It's my turn. All right. Yay. Uh, you've been listening to a half hour wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD podcast network. Send your questions and comments to half hour wasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted. Leave us a voicemail at 972 798 3830. Brad, what you got? In 2010, Prince was ranked the eighth best guitarist of the previous years in a poll by BBC Radio 6 Music. Ooh. In 2010, in December, Prince was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. My selection is from Prince. This is from the album Lotus Flower from 2008. It's called Dreamer, and I think it's a great example of why he is considered one of the best guitar players of all time. So please <laughs> enjoy Dreamer. <laughs> 